Hey everybody, John here from JohnLoomer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here's another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week we invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. I got Andrew Foxwell back on the show. How you doing, Andrew? Hey, I'm doing good, man. It's good to be with you. Hello, everybody out there. What's uh, What's been going on? What's been going on? Uh, you know what's going on. Baseball stuff. Just a lot of that baseball. Exhausted. But uh, a lot of Facebook stuff happening, too. We just got down with F8. Are you paying attention to F8? Yeah, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Of course. I mean, one of the the biggest uh, releases they came out with, in my opinion, um, was uh, the journeys feature within Facebook analytics, uh, which is, I think, you know, pretty cool. It doesn't, to me, it's, it's, it gives you an idea of how they're starting to, to do more messaging around that. So it shows you people start at one place and they end at another place, depending on how you've connected people into your event source group or ESG. So, so yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. I mean, I'm also very interested in the stories part of it, to yeah. be honest, uh, some of the releases there, just more integration with stories is going to be better and better. It's going to get better and better. Usage there is so high. So I'm excited about what that means for advertisers. Don't you feel like the announcements were kind of boring this year, though? I do think that they were a little bit tamed down. Yes, there there wasn't anything like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Um, but yes, I, I do feel that, you know, they're, they're a little bit tamed down for sure. Yeah, because like, I think about in the past, um, I remember when they unveiled 360 video. I was actually there. So that was a big deal when they did the whole 360 video. They did Facebook Spaces, where is that whole virtual reality, and that seemed like something new and cool and interesting. And just didn't. I almost wonder if it's because of all this privacy stuff that they've got so many resources dedicated to all that, all this stuff going on that uh, it's just not a priority. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I think that's probably true. And you know what? That's a good thing. I mean, that's what they should yeah. be doing, right? I think I think that, that for a long time, we were the priority of, of feature sets. And I think that it's okay um, for, for us not to be the center of it right now. It's, it's forcing a lot of people to be creative with the way that we're going about it. Um, so I, I don't really mind at this mm. point, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, it it's... It's something that I think we will continue to see, though, innovation around Instagram. I mean, Facebook's innovation is there, too, but Instagram is just going to continue to be an incredible uh, growth opportunity for Facebook and one that is going to be a a revenue channel for them that's going to continue to be continue to grow. So to to me, the challenge for them is how do they turn multiple feeds um, or how do they turn Instagram, continue to turn Instagram, I should say, into multiple feeds? Mm. Uh, so how do they, you know, you're swiping to your Discover feed, you're swiping to your friends, you're swiping to your stories, and and turning that app into not just one news feed, but four or five different things that you're checking in on when you're in the app to raise that average time that you're using it. Yeah, and, and I, d- I will say, too, that the day two, I don't know how much you paid attention to day two, is a lot of developer-focused technical stuff that to most of us are like, what? Over your head. (laughs) But I think some of it could ultimately be, you know, the building blocks to a completely different Facebook. I I think a lot of it is related to the virtual reality, augmented reality stuff, Um, uh, machine learning and automation and, and things like that, that, you know, the typical Facebook user doesn't think a whole lot about, but could dramatically change the way it, it works. 
Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, I got an ad uh, the other day, and for those of you that follow me on Twitter, I tweeted about this and, and got some interesting feedback. I mean, it's uh, it was an ad for Kia, and it was an ad that had VR or excuse me AR uh, mm-hmm. in it. And so um, I, you know, you picked out which car you wanted, and then you placed it in the room. Uh, and it was just nuts. I was, it was just like, <laughs> you, can you, can you op- like, open the door and jump in and take it for a test drive? You, you couldn't do that, but yeah. you could basically move it around, look at it. Um, and it was, it was all of these, you know, I never thought, I guess it's the first AR ad I would see would be from Kia. Yeah. Um, I was surprised at that, but it was really an interesting way. And I was, I basically took the car and put it on the table on my desk and it's really interesting. What kind of phone do you have? I have an iPhone. What kind of iPhone? It's the the new the 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 newest one the eight whatever X I don't remember what right, it's the eight or the uh, X eight or the ten because they yeah, they both came out together I, so I, the X or ten whatever you call it and I, yeah I, I, think that's I, I wasn't sure if it's just the the ten that you can get the augmented reality stuff on it or if the eight has it too and I was curious because I really haven't I just got mine last week yeah no it's it's crazy uh it was really it was really really neat and i think you know i know that there's already um ar integration happening with shopify too where you're able to take things from a store and set them on a shelf or put them somewhere and take a picture of it um so clearly this is going to happen uh and it's going to make buying and selling a lot easier i think too because people are going to understand what something looks like maybe you'll understand the quality of that product a lot better um and you know, we've known for a long time that creative is a big part of it, uh, but we are, I don't think I've ever really realized how, how strong it needs to be. Absolutely. Well, let's shift gears a bit here, Andrew. Um, there's a topic that I know is near and dear to your heart, and that's dynamic ads. Because uh, this is yeah. a, a training that Andrew is going to be leading for us. Uh, we, we haven't nailed it down the exact dates, but as we're recording it, I mean, we're thinking... Uh, within the next couple of weeks, uh, within May, likely. So hopefully we haven't started it yet when you listen. But just a really quick ref- refresher. What are dynamic ads, Andrew? Yeah, so, so dynamic ads, uh, as Facebook defines them, mostly integrate with things that are ads that come from a product catalog and from a product feed. Uh, and that can be a services-based feed. That can be a feed based on um, travel. That can be a feed based on automobiles. Uh, but it's dynamically serving to a person based on either their intent uh, that they've shown on other services or on their intent surround- surrounding remarketing. So if they've looked at a specific product, uh, they get an ad for that product. So that's how Facebook defines dynamic ads. I define dynamic ads as any ad that has a dynamic element to it. So an example would be an ad that is a photo post in on Facebook uh, that tags a product dynamically from your product catalog. That's I also define that as a dynamic ad because it requires that you have that product catalog set up. Uh, so that's generally what they are, and they're very popular because they work really, really well, right? Because you're, in many cases, supplying the user with an ad for a product that they have already looked at in many cases. So they're, they're popular in that regard, but they're also very popular and you work very well in prospecting, too. Do you include co- collections in that definition where you, you utilize the product catalog? 
Yes, definitely. A collections ad would definitely be a dynamic ad because it's utilizing a either a 1200 by 628 uh, or let's say 16 by 9 uh, image or video. And it's also integrating then the product catalog at the bottom of that collections ad. So it's then also uh, integrating along with you can click on that and load up the product catalog within that specific uh, ad which is pretty cool and a load other products and people can begin to shop through. So what makes them special? Well, I mean, I, what makes dynamic ads special is that it makes actually the, the, uh, workload on the user lower. So, um, it's, it's something that, uh, I think from a, from an advertiser perspective, they work really well. Uh, from an advertiser's perspective, they're special because you have a person that's out there that's looking at products or browsing a specific thing on your site, and you're able to serve an ad of that specific product to that person, which I think is fantastic. Um, the other thing that makes them special from a user basis is that they, or from a, from a, yeah, from a user basis, excuse me, uh, is the user uh, gets to see the ad that then matches with what they've already been looking for. So it's something that um, they're like, oh, yeah, I, I, I like that. I did want to do that. And they are uh, something that I think makes the user experience a lot better because it makes that person, you know, realize that their ads are relevant to them and reminds them to make that purchase. So that's what makes them special from really a retargeting standpoint. I think from a prospecting standpoint, what makes dynamic ads special is that they dynamically are able to show to people using a broad match dynamic ad uh, to people that are likely to convert based on data that Facebook has around the Facebook pixel. So if people are, uh, you know, people that buy t-shirts regularly, right? It will find those people with a broad match dynamic ad and show them images from your product catalog based on products that they have potentially looked at or purchased before. So it helps to scale your account horizontally. It's a really great thing that you can add. Um, and it helps to also take some of the creative I don't know about burden, but some of the creative kind of resources uh, and building time that you have going into that off of you because you can use your product catalog for the creative in many cases. Uh, so I think it, it, makes the, it makes it better for both sides and makes that shopping experience a little bit more interactive as well. Yeah, I think, um, you know, kind of expanding that a little bit, it's important to uh, for people to understand that, you know, the, the wrap on dynamic ads is, I went to this website, come to Facebook, and I, now I'm just going to see this product for the next 30 days. And they're, they're wasting their money, and it's, get, it's getting ridiculous. And maybe I even already bought it, and they didn't properly exclude me. There are lots of other ways to use dynamic ads, too. So you were looking at, or maybe you bought this, this pair of shoes or something, and there's a, an accessory that people often get that's related to that pair of shoes. Or, so in a certain category, you can show um, ads re related to products in a certain category as well uh, related to something that they were looking at uh, as an example. But, I mean, any other ways that, that you can think of that people are using dynamic ads? I mean, people are using dynamic ads in a lot of different ways. I would say the most popular usage is uh, viewed or added to cart, um, right? So they're, they're saying, hey, people that have viewed a product or added something to cart in the last X number of days, I'm going to show them a product carousel, offering them a discount. So I think that's, that's a, a common usage. Another common usage of them is uh, utilizing 
the as we just talked about the broad match so saying you know here's who i am here's why and putting in some interesting ad text that introduces that pe those people to your product layering in some very general demographics and then launching that broad match dynamic ad uh where you're letting facebook decide uh who to show it to and you're really not doing any of the targeting so that's some of the common ways that people are using them now more uncommon ways that become really interesting of, of, of the way that people are using them is one is you can use broad match dynamic ads and you can layer in other more general interests. So that's a, that's a thing that can help to refine the broad match ad while leaving the audience wider to make it a little bit more relevant and uh, can really produce, I think, a three to four X in, in many cases if you're talking about e-commerce. Um, so that, that I, I really like, uh, in terms of uncommon uses in retargeting, another thing that people have been doing is, uh, separating out view and add to cart. So view as a signal is not very strong, right? Just because somebody looked at something doesn't necessarily mean that there is valuable somebody that took an action. So how are you utilizing view, add to cart, initiate checkout within that and creatively creating time segments of it too. So one day view. 14 day add to cart, you know, and then how are you using them creatively in terms of win back? So let's say 120 day or a 90 day, um, but hasn't been back in 30. Maybe they added something to the cart 90 days ago. How do you re-engage them uh, and, and utilizing kind of time windows creatively? So those are some of the ways that I really think about um, kind of creatively approaching dynamic ads that people might not have necessarily thought of in the past. So for those who this is kind of new to, they're glazing over and completely confused at this point. Um, can we kind of step through the, the steps, mm -hmm. the individual steps technically of how this actually works? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so, so you know, I actually, I totally, first of all, let me just say for the record that setting up dynamic ads for me is something that always brought me a lot of fear. And it was a fear of the unknown. I was like, I don't know, it seems super technical. It seems like I need to be a developer. And certainly if you're doing something complicated, having a developer, it, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> but mm. um, I think looking at where we're at now, uh, it, it's a lot more simple. Uh, I think, and you can get a, a actually a product catalog set up pretty quickly. So what you got, so there's essentials of what you have to have. So there's a, there's you have to have a business manager set up, which is one that's very essential. You have to have the pixel set up, and you got to make sure that your pixel events, at a minimum, view content, add to cart, and purchase are customized. Okay, now those can be mapped in different ways, but those have to be customized, whether you're an automobile dealer or whether you're selling travel deals or whether you are selling an e-commerce product. So, so customized so, in what way? So they have to be customized, meaning that if a person takes a further action on your site, uh, they have to uh, make sure that that signal is taking place. So let's say, um, so let's say in your case, you're an auto dealer um, and somebody, your add to cart could technically mean that they have um, sent an email lead in or are saying, I'm interested in, in learning more about this vehicle. That's where the add to cart event could be customized. In e-commerce, of course, mostly it's customized with uh, that they've actually added something to their online shopping cart. Uh, but uh, that's kind of what we mean by customized. Those events have to be firing in different places on the site so you can use them to funnel people through. Uh, and, and so that's basically another piece that you've got to have set up. Then you have to have a product catalog 
set up. So you have to set up a product catalog uh, within Facebook, and then you have to set up the data feed or the product feed that goes within the catalog. Now there can be multiple feeds within one catalog if you want. So if you want to have multiple feeds for different countries or different regions, you can absolutely do that. Um, but the feed is essentially uh, what holds your products uh, and it's the listing of your products. So, so what, what goes in it, there? So what goes into the feed is um, there's a number of different fields, but it's, uh, it's things like name, brand, condition, price, um, you know, a product ID, uh, way that you're identifying it. And, and there's 11 of them that are core to what you absolutely have. So, and I think what I'd add, there's link product, you know, product link, the image link, link, the description. So basically all, all the things that you can think of too, that would help build and and add in the first place for you dynamically. Exactly. Yep, exactly. So, and you can do that. Uh, you can do that manually. So, there's people that do this uh, from a service-based business uh, perspective, and they build out a manual dynamic product catalog uh, in, in mm-hmm. like a CSV. Right. Yep. And you can download the templates from Facebook, which yep. we'll be providing, and and as well. Um, and uh, you can basically create your own feed and upload it, and have a dynamic product feed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think just to interrupt, I'm sorry, but I think the easiest way to kind of visualize it is like as a CSV or an Excel file where you've got columns and you got the, so in each column you've got the, the uh, product ID, the name of the product, the, the link description the, or the, the link to it, the description of the product. And so all that goes into this document that Facebook can then access either one time statically, you just upload it or dynamically you have to provide FTP credentials or typically so yeah, that's that's really yes. how it works. Yeah. Exactly. So you can have that be uploaded. You can have that be uploaded once manually, or, or you know, you can basically keep refreshing that, or you can go in and have that uploaded, um, as John said, through FTP or some sort of other RSS feed that uploads it dynamically. Um, and it would you can set a schedule of how often it uploads mm. it to make sure that your products are current, that things are in stock, etc. Um, it's an interesting uh, way to go about it. Um, to, to have it be dynamically updated, right? So a lot of people use Shopify uh, that we that I speak to and that there's integrations for all of this. So if you have Shopify, you basically have to just get the, you know, a certain plugin for the store that's an app and then it pulls in your dynamic product catalog. Um, and usually then every, like almost all of it's taken care of for you, which is great. Um, so, so those are the essential pieces that you need uh, to make sure that everything is running. Then you need to basically go through a, a step that a lot of people miss because there's like, oh, of course, just tons of permissions issues as it relates mm. to dynamic product catalogs is you need to make sure that your event sources are connected. So you need to make sure that you've connected the pixel to the actual catalog to make sure that they are associated together. And then you have to make sure that everybody has the right admin rights. So you have to connect up that that catalog to the pixel and say, these two things are together and then make sure that the people that are supposed to have access to it have access to both of those. And that's where, where honestly, like 70% of the errors lie when I mm-hmm. talk to people and coach them on dynamic ads is um, there's permissions problems. Uh, so, you know, hey, I'm trying to do this. It's not showing up right or something like that. So now the further thing that you can that you can do then is once you have that set up is there's all these other crazy things like you can do 
product sets and you can do cross-selling and upselling between those things um, and utilize different collections uh, to sell to the people that have purchased from you or viewed one thing. And so that's really where we're going to go at the course too. And, and especially in part two is how do you're using these product sets um, to kind of segment out your products in different ways and use those for prospecting. So a question immediately, and I get this a lot. I mean, who is this for? Is it just for the big e-commerce? I mean, or is there a certain number of products you need to have in order for this to be worthwhile? Or should everybody be using dynamic ads? I mean, what do you think? I mean, in my opinion, uh, I think that there's a lot of applications for this product that you wouldn't necessarily think about. So I think that there are clearly e-commerce applications are it's a, absolutely you should get them set up. Um, dynamic product, even if you have one product, dynamic ads, I think are going to be helpful to you because Facebook does serve them differently. Um, and Facebook treats them similar to a conversion objective, but uh, they do get served in a more immediate fashion uh, sometimes than a conversion ads. And so using them that way, I think even with one product is completely a, an okay thing to do. Uh, now, the other way that I've seen creative uses of it is within using a manual catalog upload like we're talking about for services. So if you have a course, if you have uh, multiple courses that you're selling, uh, uploading that is, is a fantastic way uh, to creatively market it. And you can just change the images for each of them and, and use that as your catalog. So I think that it's really for one if you've ever run ads on e-commerce or you have the potential to run ads on e-commerce, I think it's big. I think that um, if you even are a local business, to be honest, utilizing dynamic ads for your local business, because clearly you have different products you could talk about, um, I think that would be, be helpful. And it would be interesting to see. Uh, even if they're not viewing them on your site, you can advertise them using prospecting and and utilize your product catalog that way of showing off if you're a pizza place, let's say your five best selling pizzas <laughs> dynamically, mm. which is interesting. And they display differently in some cases, take example, a collections ad uh, than they would in a normal conversion ad. Uh, and so I think that's one thing. And then I think the other people that uh, this is really important for is uh, if you are, let's say an advertiser that, do, you know, you're an agency, excuse me, that does a lot of work with all different types of clients, having this in your toolbox and, and knowing it a little bit deeper is going to be incredibly helpful for you. Uh, I would say of the people, and I've already spoken to, I would say north of 15 different people about them in different agencies and capacities. And I would say that What's very common at this stage is a lot of people have sort of the baseline dynamic products set up. So they'll have the 28-day add to cart or a you know, 28-day view and add to cart. And that's it. There's not a lot of other stuff happening. And so, and not a lot of other experimentation. And look, I'm guilty of this too. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, half the reason I did this course is because I wanted to basically take the 30% of dynamic ads that I didn't understand and learn a lot more about it. Mm. So, um, so I think that you're going to, you know, it's really for a, a lot of people, but to me, it's, it's something that if you want to take it a little bit further, that understanding, I think it'll be really helpful for you. Good. Yeah. There's a, a topic you touched, touched on a little bit, but I don't know if you want to dig into a little bit more. It's uh, using dynamic ads for WinBack. Yeah, dynamic ads for WinBack is something that's really interesting. And I, again, is a non-traditional usage, I think. But you think about dynamic ads many times, 
you know, in terms of the 30 day, or in some cases you'll see a 90 day window. So people that have come to your site in the last 90 days. Um, so the way that I've seen this used recently is with, uh, what we, you know, what we would call like a discount ladder or something like that, where the farther away that they are from you, the higher the discount goes. Um, so, if they are, which feels counterintuitive, but it can work. I mean, let's say uh, you have 120 day nine, minus 90 day. Okay. So people that have been, been and added something to cart in the last 120 days, maybe they've added something to cart uh, twice or something, right? So you do that 120 and then you minus out uh, the 30 day. Right. Well, within that, you can basically give them some sort of higher discount so that you're able to say, hey, you know, I know that you, you you are potentially interested in this particular product. You can insert the product name dynamically in the ad. So interested in the product name, and you can insert that from your product right. catalog dynamically. Would love to, you know, like get 20% off today using Codex. And that's something that I think if you have the amount, if you have the traffic coming through your site, um, and by the amount really I'm talking about, let, let's just say, probably a, a good amount of visitors, let's say 2,000 to 5,000 uniques a month, right, that are coming through. This is something that I would absolutely set up of that win back because you've spent the money to bring those people through. And if you're, if you're making sure that you're not pummeling them, if you're making sure that you are watching your frequencies and being careful with that and not showing them too many ads, um, you know, mm -hmm. over a seven-day period then I think that can be really successful for you. Uh, so it's sec separating those out. I've seen things... Um, there's an example we'll talk about in the course of 120 day, and then there's a minus a 90 and a 90 minus a 60 and a 60 minus a 30 and a 30 and, and onward from there. And, and those all have different discount levels. So it's 10, 15, 18, 20, right? And so, um, you know, it, it's something that I think is non-traditional. And I think there's a way that you don't have to give up on those people um, because you've spent the money to bring them there. And maybe the offer just wasn't good enough. Uh, and it's at least something to try to set up for some of the commerce that you're using it for. And, and you, you started talking about this a little bit, but I mean, volume has to be a bit of an issue here, uh, depending on the amount of traffic you get. Because if you've got yes. dozens or hundreds of products and you get 5,000 uniques total to the website per month, uh, that's not going to be spread out among you know, the, the people who go to each individual product. And, and people are like, why, why can't I spend more than 20 cents per day <laughs> or whatever, you know, because it, right. it's, it's going to be challenging. It is. It is. And, and, you know, you're, there's not, it's not a, it's an inexact science, I will yeah. say. Right. But generally speaking, the rule of thumb comes into play here, which is if your cost per 1000 impressions on Facebook and Instagram, let's say roughly as a, is an aggregate in the U S or an average in the U S is let's say 17 bucks. Okay. So if it's $17 at this point and you're trying to get in front of really low funnel people, and you know that that group of people is probably small you're not, and if it's less than a thousand, then you get where I'm going with this. You don't need to spend more than $15 a day to start with, or $10 a day or $5 a day, right? The smaller that that pool is, you can spend less and that's okay because the results are going to be high. So the more that you scale the prospecting side of it, the better off it will become. Um, and you don't need massive numbers, uh, but you do have to spend on the prospecting side and make sure that this is really worth it, um, in my opinion. And everything's going to become 
is going to perform better as you do that. So product sets are a great way that are going to perform better, um, basically segmenting out products, right? Or let's say cross-selling and upselling, meaning you're, you're upselling to people that have purchased from one collection and you want to show them another one. Uh, that's going to be, get better as your, as your prospecting traffic is higher as well. We're already uh, approaching 30 minutes here. Any, uh, any last minute words of wisdom on dynamic ads? No, I would say that, um, you know, dynamic ads, even if you don't take the course, the thing I would go into is, uh, is learning about um, the, uh, how do I put this, kind of learn about the, the, the fundamentals of it, get into the catalog, dig around, dig around, click around, learn, you know, and, and, and make sure that you're at least experimenting with them because I think that there's something that will impact your bottom line really quickly. Absolutely. And so we haven't built a landing page yet, but I can expect it will be johnloomer.com slash uh, dynamic dash ads dash training. So that will hopefully be it. And uh, if you listen to this too late, you want to sign up. Um, the landing page should still exist, by the way. But um, basically what, what you can do is you can access the uh, replays by signing up for PHC Elite you'll have the ability to sign up for that as well through that landing page. And uh, at that point, you'll have access to everything that PHC Elite members get access to, which is a community, weekly webinars, which I'm about to do later today, uh, all the other training replays, so really good stuff. I would encourage you to sign up. PHC Elite is insane. It's so helpful. It's helpful to everybody. So I think people get a ton of value out of it. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being on, Andrew. Where can people find you? People can find me at foxholdigital.com or Andrew at foxholdigital or at Andrew Foxhold on Twitter. It's a great way to get a hold of me, too. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Until, Thank you. Until next time, do awesome things. We are out. <laughs>